Well, hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the A Million God Stories podcast. Um, We want to thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And again, our hope is that you will be encouraged by hearing the many ways that God has worked in the lives of ordinary people, just like me and you. And so before we get started, as always, I'd just like to say a quick prayer as we prepare our hearts to listen. Hey, Father, would you please be present right now? As we share the stories of how you have worked in the lives of your children, we play we pray that you would do it again. Every person who listens to this podcast is searching for something, hope, encouragement, or perhaps a reminder that they are not alone. Please speak to them through the story in Jesus name. Amen. All right, y'all. I'm excited to introduce this week's storyteller. uh, And uh, that storyteller, her name is Virginia Beth Hutton. And uh, she is on the line with us right now. And I'd like to say that uh, we would encourage anyone um, that has shared a story with us or would like to share a story that if if you desire to do the same thing, we would love to have you come on um, and share and and speak with your own voice and and share your story rather than us uh, reading it. But it's it's whatever you would prefer. But uh, again, we would just like to thank uh, Virginia, uh, for, for coming on with us today. Um, I'm going to bring her on now. Hey, Virginia, how's it going? Hey, it's going really good. It's beautiful. Good. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yes, so essentially Virginia is just going to kind of, um, take it away from here. She has, uh, written out her story. She has it prepared. She's ready to read. And so she will just begin to read. And from there, after that, we will break it down, um, just a little bit and close out. So Virginia, I will hand it off to you. You are good to go and start reading, um, whenever you're ready. Thank you so much. Um, I wrote this several years ago, but it's fresh every time I, I revisit it because it's because it's mine. <laughs> so I titled this God is like a safety belt. Two days before college, I was driving way too fast. I wasn't under the influence, but I was a little anxious to get down the road. I had stolen the car. In the curves, I always crossed the line, but this time, I hit another driver, head on, 65 miles an hour, and my dashboard was in my lap, and my pelvis fractured. I didn't have a safety belt on. I broke my right arm in eight places, and my fresh, young face hit the windshield. No one was with me, thank God. But just prior to colliding, someone entered the car. Hold my hand. What? This was totally foreign. I didn't have spiritual encounters, and I didn't grow up with people who did. If someone had asked me about the accident, I never would have mentioned a voice. But I put my hand in the middle of the bench seat, and I felt a hand take mine. I have no memory after that. I don't recall seeing another vehicle, losing control of the cars, getting 250 feet. I don't recall impact. I don't know where I was in the road. All I could tell you was my plans for college had been arrested. My doctor said, you're on doctor's orders not to go to university. 
and I was like, I will go to school if I have to go in a wheelchair. And then he gave me the ultimatum. You can stay in this bed for 10 days or I can put you in a body cast. Great. I chose to stay in bed and he scheduled my surgery for the day I was supposed to start classes. Now I had pins in my arm and I was confined to bed and he was telling me my recovery will be six months. It was a long 10 days in the hospital. As they wheeled me out, my high school drama teacher stopped by. She had just retired and was starting a community college in our hometown. Hey, honey, I know the doctor told you you can't go to university, but you can go to mine. She handed me a piece of paper with four classes on it. Thank God. There's some hope. Not long after I was released, I reconnected with Teeny, an old widow with no children of her own. We knew each other when I was a girl and became close friends all through my high school years. She had recently moved within walking distance of that new college, and I moved in with her. The first time I crossed her threshold, I noticed it immediately. The air in Teeny's place was thick. It was like liquid. It was heavy and loving. And I never told her, I never told anyone, it felt like liquid love. I don't know how to describe it, except to say I was weighed down with peace and it felt like that most of the time. I never said anything to her about what happened in the car. I wouldn't have thought to, but almost daily she would remind me, no one would have lived through that but you. God must have a plan for your life. How did she know? And how was she so certain that God had plans for me? I grew up in a home no one wanted to be in. Every one of us was ready to leave as soon as anyone could. And now my plans to escape had been shattered. How is God on my side? Once she looked me straight in the face. I've been asking God why I'm not dead yet. All my friends are dead, but I'm not dead because you still need a mama. I was 17. Teeny was 91 years old. A frail bird of a woman, but in her heart, she was big and strong. I slept in the bedroom on the left side of the hallway. She was on the right. At night, she'd take her hearing aids out, and I would overhear her talk. And maybe she couldn't hear herself, but I could. That's where I learned what God is like. I remember thinking, everything's going to be just fine, because Teeny is talking to God, and God lives here because she lives here. After I got my cast off, I quit using the walker. I could do a few things. I made jello and cornbread, vanilla pudding. We spent the days sitting in a sunlit room watching Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune. And I sat on the floor and typed my papers. And her chair was so low to the ground, 
I'd push myself over as close to her as I could get. I wanted to crawl inside of her. I wanted to feel, what does it feel like to be her? When I think about religion, I think about complexities. There are certain things you have to know or do, but Teeny made things real simple. She'd say, I talk to God like he's a friend. I talk to him like I'm talking to you right now. When I wake up, I ask God to take my hand and keep me from falling. And he does. I knew God was her friend. And I knew she was my friend. And I thought maybe somehow that makes God my friend. The following January, I went to university. I was in the wrong crowd in no time. And one night, the needle was just two or three people away. If I put that needle in my arm, my life is over. These so-called friends will, will let me die. And just like that, I came to my senses. I walked home in the dark, two or three miles back to my dorm room. My roommate and her boyfriend were asleep, and I quietly snuck in and clung to my mattress and knelt on the concrete. Teeny had shown me that coming to God is no complex matter. I whispered one line. I want to know the God Teeny knows. In a moment, the air in my room was thick and loving, and it stayed that way all night. I'd never been one to read, and I'd never hungered to read the Bible, but I began to devour it. Within a few months, I moved to an apartment off campus with two closets. In one, I put my clothes, and in the other, I put my Bible. I covered the walls with scripture. It became my place to meet with God. And this new hunger was supernatural. I wasn't like that before. I didn't want those things. But I began talking to God like he was a friend. I began talking to him like Teeny did. A few years passed and I joined a discipleship team. Now I was studying the Bible day and night and I had good teachers. Two days before our first missions trip, God told me, go home. Tell Teeny goodbye. At this time, Teeny was 95 years old and in a nursing home. I peeked into her room, and she leaned up. Are you an angel? Or are you the real thing? <laughs> I'm the real thing, Teeny. Now, Teeny was sharp as a tack until she died. She knew exactly what she was saying. Obviously, she's hosting angels now, and I don't have a theology for that. I just know that I had to walk over to her bed and assure her that I was the real thing. Thankfully, there was room in her bed for both of us. We hung out the whole weekend and just shared joy so rich, I forgot why I had come. On my way out, God reminded me. I told you, 
tell her goodbye. Obedience is sometimes really hard. I turned around and I forced the words out. Teeny, I want you to know if you die now, I'm going to be okay. I love you. And goodbye. Teeny died two weeks later, the day I left on my first missions trip. I learned a lot about evangelism on the mission field. But I learned about Christ in a two-bedroom apartment on Old Lair Road in Cynthiana, Kentucky, with the widow on a walker. Hmm. Gosh, thank you so much. That was, um, obviously, before this, guys, we always uh, read other stories, but to hear, again, um, the storyteller tell it, uh, from their own perspective and voice is even more powerful. Um, so thank you so much, Virginia. That was um, so incredible, really. Um, I guess for me, I, I just think about, um, like you talk about how you and Teeny got reconnected. And obviously that's a, a detailed story that doesn't affect too much at all. But to me, I'm like, gosh, like how did that happen? Because that, it sounds like, the Lord used that to shift the trajectory of your life. Like what, what did that reconnection look like? Like how did that work out? My, um, my mother had just moved out of the state and gotten remarried. And so there was no home for me to go back to. I had been living with my mom and then I had like a brief, uh, you know, summer hangout and different jobs somewhere else Mm -hmm. where I was doing an apprenticeship Right. So just a couple of days before college, I was kind of just winging it till I went to move into my dorm room. In a way, I didn't have any other place to go. And um, mm. a teeny knew, you know, that I was had had the accident. So mm. it was really unique. Ironically, she had moved into town just a few. I mean, maybe even a few months before. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's so good. And I, like you say, ironic. And I just think like how God probably mm-hmm. orchestrated that, you know, he knew, he knew exactly what needed to happen. That's awesome. Um, another thing for me is where did you go? You said you went to do mission work. Where did you go? To yeah, I work? was um, working with a mission team that goes all over the world. But the first time we went out, I was in El Salvador and Guatemala and um, I worked with them mm. for like three or four years over the course of different time frames. Wow. And I just remember thinking, you know, Teeny didn't have any children of her own, but the way she invested in me was an eternal investment. And I always mm. thought like every time I would witness or share the gospel with someone and sometimes they would accept Christ, I thought um, this person will be in a long line of people to thank Teeny. Mm. That's right. Yeah. And it's, I, I just, that makes me think of just the, the multiplication factor of that just shows it, it, it does matter. You know, the, the, the investment that we were making in people can have um, impact multiple mm-hmm. generations from now. 
I think that's beautiful. Uh, I remember us talking on the phone um, before this, I believe it was yesterday, and I, I asked you uh, what was, from the story, the main takeaway mm-hmm. that you would want people to know about God. And, and um, it, could you just share that again? I yeah, it was so beautiful. I think the main thing for me is that, um, unfortunately, a lot of times religion comes across as really controlling and um, mm. at least that was my view of it, you know, that it's complex right. and maybe never figure it out. And um, one of the things, one of the things that Teeny taught me was to have a deep confidence in God, to trust his ability mm. to work in the lives of his kids and to redeem them like from deep on the inside. And so yeah. whenever I, catch myself trying to promote change in another human being or trying to facilitate this you know I mean people's lives have to take an entirely different direction to follow Christ and there is no way I can orchestrate that and so it takes a huge burden off of me um, to just focus on my own intimacy with Christ the way she did and then to let that overflow in a way into other people's lives that I'm not even aware of like Teeny was practically deaf she didn't even know that I overheard her prayers and she wasn't there when I came to Christ and I wasn't in a church service right like I really believe that the prayers of her heart for me were answered divinely and that I can trust God to move in other people's lives. Yeah, that's so good. That's so, so good. And just from talking with um, Virginia throughout this process, the thing, one of the, the many things that I've been encouraged by and even inspired by is just her humility um, and and desire to reflect any of what has happened within the story to the glory of Christ uh, that you, you know, you just mentioned that um, it is because of him, um, how he used teeny, how he moved in your life in all these um, magnificent ways. And, and the glory just goes to him. You know, it is, it's, it's your story. It's your life, but it, it was him within it that moved to, to bring you to the place that you are. And I, I think that's um, incredible that you just re- want, want to reflect the glory um, and again, that goes back to, uh, the goal of a million God stories as well. So, um, Virginia, thank you so much for coming on here, um, and sharing. It was, it's thank been you. such a joy to have you on. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, guys. Uh, well, that wraps us up for today. Um, in closing, I'd just like to say, Virginia, thank you so much again. We loved having you on. Uh, we hope today's story has encouraged you so much. Uh, And just remember that these stories are shared by ordinary people who have seen God work in extraordinary ways. And we just pray that God will move uh, really in a powerful way in your life as well, and that you will be encouraged and and take hope um, and and pursue the Lord because of these stories. And so um, also, please know that if you have a story or you know of a story that needs to be told, we are still gathering. Um, we, we desire those so much and you can um, visit our website, a million God uh, to share that story with us. And hopefully we can get it on the podcast as well. So guys, 
Thanks so much again for joining us today. Uh, we just hope you have a blessed day and we will see you next time.